Dear God, we pray again and we just ask you to anoint this time and thank you for the scriptures that we know your mind, we know your thoughts. It's a light unto our path. We know how to walk. There is instruction that leads to life, not to death. Uh, there is the way that leads us. Thank you, God. Just ask you, uh, bless, bless uh, all of our friends here in in Serbia and and build them today in in their faith. Thank you that you are faithful and we can we can lean on you. We can trust you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you would uh, turn today with me into the uh, Gospel of Matthew 25. We will read here one verse. Matthew 25, verse 25. I like these verses like uh, Genesis 1.1, 1, 1, uh, Matthew 25, verse 25. It's all easy to remember. Matthew 25, verse 25. This is a story of talents. And one of the servants says, I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Law, there thou hast that is thine. He says, I have hid the talent that you gave me. I didn't use it. And when the Lord comes back, he gives it back to him. And he says, here's your talent. I just hid it. I didn't use it. Here it is. And the problem he, he didn't use the talent is that he says, I was afraid. I was afraid. And uh, this is a big thing. Uh, what this servant was afraid of? I don't know. But we can think and maybe... He was afraid of, of failure. Maybe he was afraid of this, uh, of this fails and mistakes that he will do if he, if he will use the talent. It's like if somebody asks you if you, can, if you can sing in front of the church. And many people are afraid that, that they would fail. If somebody asks you to speak publicly, there's a big fear of uh, public speaking. In, in a human nature, uh, because we are really like concerned about our concerned about ourselves, what will be the outcome, how it will be received by the people, those things I say or do, and uh, fear is this is this bondage from uh, living or having this action. He said, "I had something." never used it. I had something, but I have never used it in my life because I was afraid. This is a tragedy. This is, this is a, uh, actually this comes from not understanding the true character of, of our Lord. Because if we understand who He is, how much He loves us, that He carries us on His arms, that we have been forever engraved on the palms of his hands, that his thoughts toward us, we mentioned this last time, uh, Psalm 139, verse 17, they are more than the sand 
he is he's thinking about us all the time these thoughts of peace and, and prosperity this is how God thinks about us and not understanding this leads to to certain fears well I'll use my talent and then uh, there will not be outcome and and I will be I will be mocked and and maybe I will have like self poor image that it didn't happen the way I wanted. Instead of understanding God and seeing it as a as a as a living the light that He gave us, God gave us this supernatural life, which comes through the cross. We come to the cross. We are co-crucified with Him. We die together with Him, and we live a new quality of life. We live in a different economy. We live in an economy of grace. This is important. Grace is something which is given to us. We don't deserve it. It's not based on our performance. It's based on the character of the giver. And James 4, 6, he says that to the humble, he will give greater grace. That's what we want. We want to stay humble and receive this greater grace. And not to have fear in living with God. In Daniel, this is an interesting passage. In the book of Daniel 11, 32, it says here. This is a, this is a time uh, when, when, uh, when Antichrist will, will, do his, will do his action on the earth. And there will be this... Uh, Strong delusion, uh, uh, there will be a covenant with Israel and uh, uh, which, which will be broken. The seven year covenant will be broken in the middle after three and a half years. And it says here, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. You know, the leader. Uh, the Antichrist, he will, he will flatter these people, he will corrupt them. They will, they will be uh, in, in unity with him through certain benefits that he will promise to them. Nevertheless, it will be, it will be time of great fear because he will be this, this tyrant ruler. But it says, the B part of the verse, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. People who know their God, they will be strong and they will do great exploits. They will, they will go forward. If we know our Lord, if we know his character, then we are able to make steps and go forward and be strong. Then we will do great things. If I, if I have a fear, then I'm afraid to make a step of faith. I'm afraid to, to make any step, actually. And I may, I may just stay in the ground that I have learned. I go, from he, I go from here to here. I'm not going any further because this is unknown for me. And I'm kind of staying in the, in the, in the spiritual territory where I am. And I'm afraid to make, make some, some great exploits. Because what if I fail? Uh, we met one... Uh, one uh, pastor here in Belgrade and he has this great idea and he says well we do things we just try things and if it 
was the outcome in this manner. We go by faith. We try things. And the Lord does it. And it's beautiful. Because we are not judging uh, our actions at all. Uh, and not, not definitely by, by the results. By eye results. What the eye sees. You know, we go by faith. We go by what God puts on our heart. And how, how he leads us. Now, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 15. There is a Paul speaking uh, to the Corinthians. He is like uh, vindicating his apostleship. He is uh, uh, like re-establishing his authority over them because uh, they had a problem uh, receiving him. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 12. He is... Uh, Claiming, he says, that the truly the signs of apostle has been made among, among you as, as a proof of our apostleship. Uh, he says that you were not inferior to other churches. You were like well established, were taught. Uh, uh, verse 14, uh, he says that he is coming to them and he is speaking about his principles that the children are not laying up for their parents. Uh, but the parents are laying up for the children. Verse 15, and he says, And I am very gladly spent and be spent for you. Uh, he has this uh, group of disciples. He, ha he has a church that he's leading. And he says, I am, I am very gladly spent and be spent for you. Actually, he says, What I have, I am giving for you. Even, even my life. And he says, I am doing it gladly. And he says in the same verse, I love you with agape love. And the point is, he says, uh, the more abundantly I love you, my love is growing toward you more and more toward this church, the less I am loved by you. You know, he had, he had not the, the, the real response by loving people and they loving him back. But he says, it doesn't matter. I do this gladly. He wasn't looking at the immediate response. He had this agape love, which means uh, it's unconditional love. He just loves them. And they need to grow. They need to mature. They need to understand certain things. They need to be transformed uh, in their thinking, in their heart. They need to grow and he loves them and he says I am very gladly spent says this is one of the things uh, uh, why people maybe don't do things or they are afraid to use the, their gift one one of the point is we said it's a fear uh, fear of the outcome uh, fear that it's not gonna happen or it's not going to happen the way they want it uh, another point is that people, they maybe treasure their life so much, so they don't want to be spent. This is a great question for us. How much do we value our own lives? Or do we have it on heart and do we, do we want to be spent? Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 9 says, there is Jeremiah and he says, uh, I'll, I'll read it rather. Uh, he says that he, 
he didn't want to speak in his name anymore. Okay, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. And then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. The prophet Jeremiah says, I have all these problems. Every time I speak about him, I get, uh, I get into jail, I get into troubles. Uh, they seek my life. And he says, I will not make mention of him anymore. I will not speak anymore in his name. This was like his, his decision. Then he continues. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was very bit forbearing. I could not hold it. I could not stay. And I had to speak. This is amazing. The bones in the Bible in many cases speak about emotions. The word was burning in his emotions. And he could not hold it. This is amazing. Uh, we are not lukewarm uh, like the Laodicean church in the book of Revelation. We are not cold. But the word is burning in our heart. It's burning in our emotions. And then I like it. Because uh, in the natural thinking, Jeremiah says, well, to avoid all these troubles, I will not speak in his name. That's a, that's a natural uh, rational conclusion but on a spiritual level this word is burning in my heart in my emotions I just cannot hold it uh, we had a great uh, time with my family yesterday and as I was with my children and with my wife uh, uh, little David he's five years old and Elizabeth also joined him and they said daddy look at this family there was a man uh, with a wife and with one or two child, I don't, I don't remember exactly. They said, look at his family. They don't know Jesus. Will you not tell them, Daddy? Will you not tell them about Jesus? Because if you don't, they will go to hell. It's amazing. I've got this beautiful challenge from my children. And of course, you can say, well, there is no time for it now can do it later or no we speak to other people we spoke today a lot and uh, but I didn't want to do this so I turned to the man and I started to witness him because there was an opportunity and my children has they have showed me this opportunity to use it and also great thing is that that our children and our disciples our wives, I mean, everybody who is around us, the people who are around us, they learn by example. You know? Do we live the faith that we preach? Do we live the faith that we preach? And of course we do, and we want to, want to live it. So we witnessed to this man, and it was great. And I just, I just have this on my heart, like, We've heard this message recently from Baltimore, and the title of the message is Gain by All Means. Gain by All Means. That's amazing. At any cost. As Paul says, I will be gladly spent. This reminds me of uh, this principle in Matthew 16. Uh, there is a, there is a uh, comparison of a, of a 
value of, of one soul, the value of the whole world, and then of the gain of lo losing our own life. Here it is. Matthew 16, verse 26. For what is it, for what is a man profited, if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall he exchange for his soul? You know, the, the desire to go and gain the whole world, to gain something from the world and losing your own very soul, what will you exchange for your soul? Well, nothing. Nothing. And then it says, in, in, the, in the following verses, or, or the previous verse, verse 25, For whoever will save his life shall lose it. And that's the point. If I really treasure my life and I don't want to be spent, if I'm afraid to lose my talent, then we will lose it. We will lose our very, very life. And I don't mean by ending up in hell. I just mean, mean the, the, the real meaning and quality of life. The Zoe life. The supernatural life which comes from the other side of the cross. You come to the cross, you give your life as a living sacrifice. You die. You die to own your desires. You die to own your dreams. You, and it continues here, and whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And that's the point. We lose our own life at the cross. We enter into death together with Jesus. And we are co-resurrected with him. And we live this supernatural life, which is of different, totally different kind. Somebody called me recently and he said, you are not normal. And he, and he said it in a good sense. He said, like, you are not normal. You are not normal for this world. You do these things. Uh, by the way, the other person who said it, uh, he does it also on his own level. You know, maybe he, he doesn't see it, but, but that's what we do. We are not normal for this world. We buy Bibles. We go and we spend our own money and we purchase Bibles. We give time, we order them. And we unpack them and we distribute the Bibles, the Word of God. This is not normal. This is crazy. You know, uh, I teach my children like a character of God from the Bible and Bible stories. Uh, of course, we would like to do it more often, but, but as time permits and as we plan, we do it. We teach our children. And this is what's coming back. They, they hear the word. They see our example of faith, how we walk in faith, how we distribute the flyers. And then they, they know the principle. They learn it. And then they tell you, Daddy, do you see this family? If you don't tell them, they'll go to hell. What a beautiful world. It's amazing. This is crazy. Uh, in, this, in this vision of gain, by all means, uh, uh, Pastor Shibele was speaking about countries and he said that 
that they will go to Morocco. Uh, they have a, they, some extended plans for India. Uh, by the way, we have churches uh, and, uh, and a Christian work in Pakistan. We have a Bible school in Afghanistan, in, a, in the mountains, in the distant villages in the mountains, in, in the Islamic regions, we have a Bible school. The videotapes are being played there, which is amazing. You know, if we have fear, we bury the talent. We will do nothing. But those who know their God, Daniel 11.32, they shall do great exploits. And by the way, this is a time of famine and spiritual persecution. The Antichrist is being worshipped. It's like kind of like uh, we've got a sense of this environment a little bit in nowadays. There is a fear of uh, ISIS and ISIL and, and there is a strong influence of uh, uh, Catholicism and there are like diverse strange doctrines. Uh, there is a humanism supporting all different kinds of movements uh, like uh, lesbianism, uh, the homosexual couples are adopting children. Uh, uh, there are like bathrooms for for uh, for all, all all the all the sex mixed together. Uh, there is no division division between male and female today. Uh, there are news uh, on the TV that if uh, if a twelve year old girl uh, says she doesn't want to see male penis uh, in her cloakroom when she changes the clothes. Uh, the media say, well, uh, the father who brings up this girl is intolerant. We should teach her to be tolerant. The world is upside down. It's strange. People are afraid to stand for truth. People are afraid to, to, uh, to stand on the Bible. But those who know their God, they shall do great exploits. In this environment of fear and like threatenings, uh, some people just back up and they, they become like calm and they hide themselves in their shelf. They say, I was afraid, I hid my talent. But those who know their God, they will do great exploits. How do we know our God? Is He faithful? Yes, He is. Does He love you? Yes, He does. Is He for you? Yes, He is. Is He walking before you? Yes, He does. Yes, He is walking before you. That's amazing to know our God and we can trust Him. By the way, we can be also part of this worldwide vision. Why not? Maybe one day some Serbs will go to these distant countries and they will say, well, I, I met this church and I studied Bible school in Belgrade or, or any other Serbian part uh, or uh, in Zenta uh, and, and they will go to the whole world. And this is what we do. Uh, we do evangelism uh, on, a, on a different places. We were on the streets. Uh, we do evangelism on the Panchevo Bridge to the gypsy communities where there is a lot of Islamic people. Uh, there is people who are Jehovah Witnesses, JWs. Uh, by the way, uh, I spoke this year with a with, uh, few people who used to be Jehovah Witnesses for a long time. And they found the truth in the scriptures. And they are like true Christians who love God now. What an amazing story. 
how God redeems. And what happened? Somebody told them, somebody gave them a booklet, somebody gave them a verse, somebody showed them, somebody didn't have fear and did it. And there is a result. Uh, I was in, in Jamia here in Belgrade. I entered, you have to take off your shoes. And I was there and I just sat on the carpet with these uh, Muslims uh, close to the Imam, which was reciting something which I didn't understand. And as I was there, I started to speak to, to my neighbor. And I just started to witness him about Jesus Christ. Right in Jamia here in Belgrade. And why not? We can do this. We don't have fear. Uh, we are not receiving this, this uh, TV propaganda. Uh, when, I, when, I, when I traveled by, by uh, plane, what I like to do, and I did it a number of times, there is this so-called prayer room at the airports. And when you enter, there is this section for, for uh, Islamic faith and Muslim people. And I went there many times. And I spoke with them. You sit with them on the carpet. And there is a time you can witness to them. People who know their God. Who people who know the love of God. How far did God go? And by the way, here we have a cities. Uh, Novi Pazar, Raška, Sienica, Tutin. It's of southwest of Serbia. They are well known for their Islamic faith. And we will go there. We will go there and we will preach Christ there. I don't know when, but let's pray for it and, and join us and be part of these great exploits and great uh, missionary work. It's in our heart, it's in our bones. I just cannot hold it. It's there. We just have to do it. It's burning. We can, we can say, I'm not going to speak. But then you have to. It's there. God is doing it. This is not a works program, it's coming from the heart. Because we understand this principle, losing life, being spent like Paul, and then you find life. When we go through the cross in our spiritual life, we, we find the Zoe supernatural life. Not the biological, which was before, which every, everybody wants to keep. I want to keep my life. It's a natural. But we go to the cross and we live different kind of life. Supernatural. We have a friend in Baltimore Church and he goes and he does a, a mission work in Somalia. He distributes uh, Bibles and teaches in Somalia. And Somalia is known for its... Uh, a famine, you know, people have nothing to eat. And, and he said, like, I go across the desert. And somebody asked him, so what do you eat? And he said, the white thing from the, from the trees, from the trunk. You peel off the trunk and you eat the white from the trees. That's crazy. But people, they can do great exploits. And I don't, think, I don't say this is for everybody. I just say that this is what God can do. He can take a man, he can take a woman, he can take a child and do great things. By the way, you remember the story of Naaman. We spoke about it recently. Uh, he was a leper and he, he wanted to get healed. Who told him? Who had the faith in, in God of Israel? Little 
Jewish girl which was in slavery. While she was in slavery, she wasn't bitter, but she ministered to Christ and Christ's life. Don't ever say, well, I'm in a slavery. I'm in the problems. When this is dealt with, then I will be witness about my God. This little girl, while she was in slavery, she revealed Christ. Because she died to her own life and she lived this supernatural life. She helped her enemy and she helped actually to the one who was holding her in slavery. That's amazing. People who know their God, they will do great exploits. They will do things that nobody understands. People who know their God, they will do things that you will say, you are crazy. You are crazy. And this is what we will do. John Haas in 1415, he was burned at Constance. And he said, Love the truth, learn the truth, keep the truth, and even die for the truth. And then he did. We have, we have so many great examples of men and women of faith who just, who just tasted the Lord and they said, this is it. They said, this is it. We do these faith steps. We, we use our talents that God gave us. We use our gifts which were given for the church. By the way, uh, recently we've got invitation to go to uh, Sigur Nakucha, which is a, a house for women of, a, of a violence and abuse. Uh, and somebody like gave us offer to go there and minister. And that's great. There is another door of opportunity. When God opens the door, will you enter? Or will you say, I was afraid, I hid my talent. And we don't have to be afraid. Because as we said, we know our Lord. He loves us. He leads us. He is doing it. And He gave us the desire into our heart. It's there. Isaiah 43, 19. I've got this verse uh, uh, from my wife many, many years ago. She wrote it to me. And I still remember it. And it says here, don't you see it? It's springing up. Don't you see it? It's there. It's coming. It's on its way. You know, and I remember it's so precious. Because in, 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 a, in a quick look, you don't see nothing. But the scripture says, don't you see it? It's springing up. There is something little and it's coming. And God is doing this work. It's there. Let's believe God for this work. Let's believe God for the best. We have a vision. Proverbs 29 verse 18. Without vision people perish. They run wild. There is no definition. There is no vision. They don't know what to do. We have a vision. Why? Because we know God's heart. Because, because God came and died for us. That's how much he loved us. We have a vision for many activities. Uh, pray and join us uh, as, we, as we want to do a children Bible club. We want to do a preschool activity. Uh, we started Bible school that we teach. 
God is doing great things. It's springing up. Don't you see it? Yes, we do. We have something which has been given to us. If we are not afraid to use it. This is who we are. We go by faith. We are not afraid to be spent. We are not afraid to lose the natural life and live the new kind of life, the supernatural life. We are so well equipped. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen.